The following podcast is a Next Level production. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and with Mother's Day having just passed, I figured what a better time than now to give some attention to those television moms that we know and love from all over the gen- from the past decades and beyond. Uh, that's right. This week, we're revealing our choices for our top five favorite television mothers. Uh, and I'm really excited for my co-host this uh, this episode. Uh, we've been longtime friends going on 20 plus years at this point. God, that makes me feel mm-hmm. old. Uh, we <laughs> were fellow musicians back in high school. We've remained friends ever since. Uh, please welcome to Wilhelm, my friend, Mike Sullivan. Hi, everyone. Hey, Ben. Thank you for having me today. Uh, I look forward to this. I was a little nervous, but hopefully I'll, <laughs> the, the jitters will kind of uh, clear up here and hopefully um, I will not suck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's casual conversation. I mean, so there's nothing really to be nervous about. There's nobody watching us. True. Which is good. Good point. Uh, you know, it's just you and I over Zoom, which is which is always fun. Have you recorded any podcasts before, or am I kind of breaking breaking the seal? On you break. You're 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 breaking it. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've wanted to do it for a while, and uh, the topics that I would cover are like pretty much a snooze fest. So this is, I'm glad to be a part of this. So, <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing that's really a snooze fest. I mean, there's podcasts. That's the beauty of podcasts is that there's always something for everyone. True. You would be actually, I don't think you would, cause you're a tech guy like I am, but to say like, there is literally a podcast on any topic you can think of, I think is yeah. kind of an understatement. There are multiple podcasts pretty much on any topic. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's you, good, you know, but you know, but curriculum, you know, you talk about curriculum, you'd rather kind of watch paint dry than <laughs> to hear a podcast on let's talk about curriculum. You know, it's just <laughs> Wilhelm talks curriculum. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this episode we're gonna talk about our favorite TV moms because Mother's Day has just passed. Uh, I wanted to do this episode a little bit closer to Mother's Day, as in like the Monday after, but unfortunately it's a week past just because of the timing of release of schedule but close enough that's that's really all that matters and i'm excited because you know wilhelm was kind of a little bit on on a hiatus for anybody that didn't hear the last episode uh that i released which was my my panel with carrie owis from atlanta uh it was you know, I kind of took a break because I got really tied up in working to conventions that happened, but a lot of great contacts came out of it. And I'm excited to finally be back to doing this. So. Yeah, no, it, it's great to see you grinding away just from your, you know, social media. So, you know, I'm more than ecstatic for you. You know, it's uh, to see you grind away. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. To see how well you're doing. And, you know, you're really, you know, you're kicking ass. I, I, I don't, can I say you're kicking ass? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can say whatever you want. We're, okay. The, the podcast is marked as explicit. You're fine. Okay. All right. We're good. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, you, you, yeah, it's like I said, to know you as far back as I do and to see how all you're doing and doing something that you genuinely love and have such a passion about. It's just, it's mind blowing to see just 
you really kind of getting into it now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see everything kind of happen for you the way it is. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as you mentioned, like we've known each other for, like I said, 20 plus years at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we attended high school together. I think you were a grade or two ahead of me. I, I, I believe. Yeah. 94. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you were, yeah. you were definitely a little bit ahead of me in school, which, you know, makes no difference. We were, we were both musicians. We both mm-hmm. did marching band in high school and everything. And uh, I'm so happy that you and I have kept in contact. I mean, yes. like you, you have a family now. I'm, I still don't, but that's okay. Um, you know, uh, but it, it, enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> enjoy for the it. time being, hopefully for just for the time being, but yeah, I mean, just the same, like I've enjoyed watching people that I've known since high school, grow in that aspect of, you know, seeing their families and knowing their families have grown. I mean, I I have friends I attended high school with who their kids are now going into college and it makes me feel old, but you know, there's, (laughs) there's kind of like a sense of love and admiration for it behind it. Absolutely. And even, and I, I guess I can say that, you know, we, uh, we were geeks, right. And so it's good to see the, to see the geeks winning, you know, you see all the the, I guess the plastics and everything like that. And, you know, not, not shaming anyone, but like, yeah, we're, we're kind of kicking ass and then they're kind of doing just, eh. so it's a little vindication that, yeah, we're doing a great job. And um, like I said, seeing you grow and everything like that. Yeah. I, I'm proud of you, man. It's, it's really awesome to see how awesome you're doing. So. No, oh, And again, I, that means a lot. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into the podcast, though. Let's sure. start talking about these TV moms uh, and showing them a little bit of love. So just a reminder to anybody who's new to the program or if you tend to forget the format, I don't know how you can. Uh, but just in case, a uh, reminder of the format, neither Mike or myself have revealed any of our selections to each other for our top five is not to influence each other. Uh, so at this point, I don't know any of Mike's top five. He doesn't know any of mine. Um, and ordinarily, I give a spoiler warning at this point, but there's nothing really to spoil when it comes to this. Um, but the warning is out there just in case something does happen. Uh, that said, let's get into it. Our top five favorite television moms starting at number five, going down to one. We'll kick it over to you, Mike. First off, what have you got for your number five? Okay. So I am pure Gen X and there is one TV show growing up that I, I had to watch every week just because I don't know, uh, just to see kind of, and it sounds kind of geeky, but the, you know, the styles and everything like that, but, uh, silver spoons, right? Okay. So, um, (laughs) so I had this. I have to say Kate Summers, you know, she got married to Edward Stratton, the the second, I think, and um, basically became Ricky's stepmom. Right. And so seeing her on Buck Rogers, oh, you know, she just (laughs) I always had a crush on her and she's like 70 something now. And you know what? I still love her. So (laughs) nothing wrong with that, man. It's yes. You know, there's that there's those memories attached that keep that that keep those. uh, for lack of a better word, crushes yeah, still yeah. happening. <laughs> so yeah, just seeing, you know, she here she falls in love with this guy who loves toys. Who I mean, oh my God, that's the best month in the world. I <laughs> I have my toys now. And you know what? Hey, my wife puts up with it, but hey, she loves me and my kids love it. So yeah. <laughs> I I I don't remember a lot about silver spoons. I mean, I remember Ricky Schroeder. I know uh, Jason Bateman got a start. You know, Alfonso Ribera. Oh, see, I wasn't aware about Alfonso Ribera. Mm -hmm. So that's cool, though. Like, that's that's a good mom. That's not one that was on my list only because, again, I just I don't remember a lot about she she looked great. 
<laughs> but I remember the train. Yes, was the it train. like a train that rode through the house? Through, throughout the house, it was the best thing in the world. I wish I had it. And... <laughs> I think I think everybody did. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. Cool. That's a good. That's a good way to start it off with number five. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you go next, right? Who do yeah. you, who is your number five? My number five. It might surprise a lot of people, only because you might be surprised to know that I'm a fan of the show. Uh, but I went with uh, a mom. Uh, from the Golden Girls, and and that's Ooh. Sophia. Okay, you know, I I considered her just her just witty, dry. Oh, she was the best, Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty, she. Yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. She was the best. I mean, it's a little when you think about you know the actresses that played them, and you realize that Estelle Getty was only a couple years older than B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. And, but B. Arthur was supposed to be her daughter. The, right. the age gap between the two of them, it would not have worked. Right. But, you know, just the way Estelle Getty was and the way she played, it, it it absolutely worked for the show. And you're right. Like the dry sense of humor, the sarcastic wit of Estelle Getty. It was I, I think she was in addition to making the list of my top five favorite TV moms. I think she was also probably easily my favorite character from that show. Absolutely. Because and there there wasn't an episode of that show you could watch where Sophia did not crack you up. Exactly. She was the comic relief. And so she would talk about stories from what Sicily, right? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> basically cutthroat. And she was just she was just gangsta straight up. I mean, she didn't take any crap. And, you know, it, it was funny to see her kind of how she interacted. She was always tough on on B. Arthur as her daughter. But then she had like kind of this loving kind of tough love. Thing going on with her yeah she, she was she was a no-nonsense mother like she just didn't take any shit from yeah from anybody from her from from rose from from any of the any of the girls she she took nothing from them yep. and it's what made her amazing so she had to be on my list for top five absolutely and i thought she was actually i debated about that one so i'm glad that she gets uh a mention definitely <laughs> she gets a mention in the list yeah <laughs> uh cool so moving on uh number four who you got Okay, I think you'll appreciate this one. So, uh, Annette O'Toole, Martha Kent from Smallville. So, why didn't I think of that? Yes, and Damn even it. better, she was she was Lana Lang in Superman Three. So, yeah. which kind of when I first heard of that casting, I'm like, oh my god, that's so perfect. It could not be uh, any perfect, more perfect. She and then going on, how do you raise a kid who's an alien? And she kind of had to do things and plot along as best she could. She was a great homemaker. She loved Jonathan. And, uh, you know, they ran the farm. And then she later on went on to be what a senator, right? Uh, Yeah, I think think it was a senator because she was working a lot with Lionel. Yes, correct. Um, Yeah. And I think it was a, uh, a senator position that she ended up taking. Yeah. Man, that's I don't know why I didn't think of that one. <laughs> and I thought you would, you know, I thought that would be on, you know, on your radar. But yeah, I, Smallville is what the best one of the best shows ever, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and I and I love Smallville. So I mean, and you're right, like Annette O'Toole as um uh as a uh, Martha as and as well as um John Schneider as Jonathan, like they were a great cast yes. for being Clark's parents. Absolutely. They, you know, they were, they were tough. They were, you know, they had fortitude, but at the same time they were loving. You could tell that they loved the hell out of everyone. And it was, they were just genuinely good people and they portrayed um, the characters very well. I I feel like kind of in middle America, um, I guess you couldn't ask for a more perfect casting than. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and even like, like you mentioned, just the no nonsense of it all is, you know, Martha and Jonathan, what made them such great parents, you know, a netto tool is Martha, especially is the fact that they knew their son was more powerful than they were, but they were still willing to risk everything to protect him. Absolutely. You know, yeah. even not having his abilities, they still were willing to risk it all, including their lives. So absolutely. Yeah. Especially when he got what he got the, uh, the red kryptonite when he kind of went off, you know, de- definitely, you know, they were kind of having an oh shit moment, but they, they reigned him in pretty good, both of them. So, yep. Yeah. If, if the audience hasn't been able to tell yet that we're geeks, um, <laughs> they should know by now. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so my number four, I went, I went with somebody who's a little bit more, you're going to notice that a lot of mine are a little unorthodox. They're no, not the good. traditional, like Carol Brady, um, you know, to th- those kind of moms. But right. my number four is probably the most unorthodox of all of them. Uh, I went with Peggy Bundy for married with children. Nice. That, that I, Katie Seagal. Oh my God. She did such a great job and to put up with Al, you know, just kind of, trading barbs with him it was probably the most perfect casting and i still to this day love if i catch an episode i love both of them and you know seeing her without her wig and everything like she you know that bouffant she was a really beautiful woman i mean i think she, she still is she still I mean, is yeah. absolutely yeah but uh yeah she and just to see kind of you know have the cigarette kind of walking around and everything like that and the tight uh you know the tight outfit that she would wear, like kind of like the leopard like, skin dresses. Yes. And yeah. Like she never like evolved from high school kind of, you know, from Paul Kai, right. He was, they went yep. to Paul Kai. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's an awesome choice. I think Katie Seagal and um, it, it, she's awesome. I, love but I mean, her. it's an unorthodox choice just because of how she was and her behaviors and such. Like you're right. Like smoking, constantly spending Al's money, even though Al didn't have any money, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a very, it's a very unorthodox choice, but at the same time, I think the reason why I chose her and what makes her good for this list is just like, you know, kind of mentioning, like we did with Martha, you know, both her and Al, when it came to their kids, they yelled at them, they picked on them. They, you know, they did, they put them down constantly, but when it came time to be a parent, like when it came time for Al or Peggy to protect Butter Kelly, they stepped up. And Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. what made them. They might have been horrible people in a sense, <laughs> but they were still in a roundabout way, still great parents. Yeah. I mean, to, even to Kelly they, and Al or they, Kelly and Bud. It's the same kind of thinking that I do with my kids and to this day, what she has shoot upon um, her family, basically you might fight and put each other down at home, but when you're outside of your house, you put on a unified front. doesn't matter who's picking on you. You all stick together. And I get that from Peggy, Peggy and Al, they definitely, uh, yeah, she was a great mom. We have the right to make fun of you and put you down, but if anybody else does it, we're throwing hands. Absolutely. Like that's, (laughs) and that's the way she was. And it was, it was fantastic. And she would definitely cut you if she could, you know, I mean, (laughs) she'd burn you with that cigarette if she, if it came down to it. Absolutely. And her play with, uh, with Marcy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. (laughs) I still watch episodes of that show too. It's still, it's still great. Uh, It still it still holds up. It it really does. Uh, It's just it's it's just weird seeing Christina Applegate. You know how she's kind of evolved and everything, but that's for another story for another. Well, but I mean, like even with Modern Family, like it took me a while to to shake the 
Al Bundy from Ed O'Neill when I first started watching that show because that's all I knew him was uh, as uh, that's all I knew him as for so long. Yeah. Like even when he did the movie Dutch with Ethan mm-hmm. Embry, which I still love, there's elements of kind of Al Bundy in that character. So you can kind of see past it. Right. Uh, but then when he did Dragnet with Ethan Embry, it, mm-hmm. it didn't really, it only lasted a season and I couldn't see past Al Bundy. And even with, and then again, with Modern Family, that show ran for what, 11 seasons? Yeah. And it probably took me the first season or two to kind of shake. Yeah. <laughs> shake the Al Bundy from Ed O'Neill. And that makes sense. <laughs> and again, he became another great dad in Modern Family. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I have for my, so for my number, we're on number three, right? Number three. I have, so I kind of went with, uh, I've kind of gone back and this is something I watch just kind of mindless. If I don't want to think, and I enjoy it immensely, uh, Lois Griffin from Family Guy. I still I, watch Family Guy. <laughs> it's still good. Uh, you got you have a son who's trying to kill her or kind of maim her in any kind of way. You have a husband who's just a complete buffoon and idiot. You have a daughter who's basically invisible, and then you, <laughs> and you have a son who's just kind of um, well, it's Chris, an imbecile, I, yeah. yeah, pretty much. So you know how she handles everything, and she's rich, and she what she's a pewter schmidt, right? So yep. she she comes from a rich family, and you know what she it doesn't matter for her. Her family means everything, even if she forgoes you know riches, and um, she she puts up with Peter. Ah, Peter, <laughs> <laughs> and she's another one too. That when it comes to her family, if her family is threatened, Lois will oh, yeah. put up with nothing, like to the point of killing people. Yes, because I, yes. I, I believe there's I think even in the most recent episode of Family Guy where the I don't know if you saw it, mm. but the, the in one of the most recent episodes, there was a girl that comes into the house and tries to emulate Lois so much <laughs> that she takes over Lois's life <laughs> and Lois isn't having it. Oh, no. And I can't remember because I kind of watched it in the background. I can't remember if she ends up <laughs> offing the girl or just getting her like making her disappear, but like Lois, Lois wasn't fooling around. <laughs> she wasn't taking that at all. And then you know she was a total babe because you have like Quagmire always trying to hit on her and everything. Giggity, giggity. You know, well, even and, Brian was constantly in. Brian, love with oh, that's right. Brian, I, how could I forget Brian? Brian was in love with her as well, and there were many episodes where he was trying to you know win her love and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great mom. <laughs> no, Lois is a great choice, and I'm glad an animated one made it onto the list because uh, I don't have any in my top five. So I'm, I'm glad at least one of us picked a, an animated mom because they deserve yeah. they deserve props too. They're just as good moms as anybody else. Absolutely, and there you know, there's another one that later on down the line, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. Which I'm sure. kind of same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Right along the same vein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for my number three. Again, an unorthodox choice, and I'm not sure if you are a fan of the show or not, but who I chose for my number three, we never actually saw her face. Oh, okay. I, I, do mm, you know who it is? Uh, is it Mrs. Wallowitz? It's Mrs. Wallowitz. <laughs> she, she is on my list as well. Is she? Okay, <laughs> yes, yeah. she is. Um, Debbie Wallowitz from The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, she was... Like, again, like there's not a lot of loving aspects of it as there were with like, you know, Sophia or Peggy or or Martha or anybody. She was more just background comic relief because we only saw her 
her face. Right. Um, but you knew the connection that her and Howard have. It was a weird one. Yes. Um, <laughs> weird is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. It was of it needed therapy. <laughs> but I mean, but at the same time, like there's the episode where Mrs. Wallowitz passes away. Yeah. And you can tell how much of a connection she had to every character when that happens, even though she was a background character. And it's sad that that happened. It's mainly because the, the actress that played her passed away, passed away. Yeah, as yeah. well. So they kind of mm-hmm. had to write the character off yeah. rather than find someone to replace a voice, which I really respected the fact that they went that route rather. Yeah, than- no, I agree. Even though um, what Bernadette Rostenkowski could emulate <laughs> a great her, impression, a yeah. great impression of her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, she catered to her son's needs. Like, you know, like what she, I think there were some episodes where she get it, set his bath water up or some, some <laughs> yes. crazy stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> she always did his laundry. Like yes. <laughs> How, Howard was always, Howard would be like, well, the only decision I have to make is whose turn is it to do laundry? Bernadette's or my mom's, <laughs> you know, and I mean, he was the, the quintessential mama's boy, you know, and oh she, my, without and, a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and he got, he, he, she, she did everything for him, which was like kind of the best thing in the world. She catered to his geek tendencies. And if someone was sleeping over, oh, she's sleeping over tonight, you know, or your friend's sleeping over, Howard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like she was incredibly protective. I mean, when, when Howard became an astronaut, she wasn't having it. Like she didn't want him leaving the planet. She didn't want him going up on a rocket because something could happen to Howard. So even though we didn't see her, we could definitely feel her influence as a mom throughout the series. So I, I, when I was going through the list of TV moms, I was literally going through a list of just TV shows thinking of like, who's the mom on this show? Who's the mom on this show? And then when I got the big bang theory, which is a show that I still watch. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorite all time favorites. I, I still, I'm constantly watching. I don't think there's a day that goes by that. I don't watch one or two episodes of that show. It's yeah. usually a show I put on when I'm laying in bed, like to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I got the big bang theory and I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, well, who are moms on here? Well, there's Sheldon's mom. There's Leonard's mom. Oh, Howard's mom. Like, yeah, Howard's mom has to be on this list. Without question. And yeah. I mean, she never got any screen time, but she was kind of the most memorable of of the moms there. So yeah, exactly. I, I think I remember the one episode. What was it where um, I think Howard was he was going to propose to Bernadette or something like that. And basically, I think they had to cross the line or kind of tell uh mrs wallowitz that bernadette uh what what she wasn't jewish right and yeah, i think she, she like yes and she they i think they were at a deli and she kind of either choked on a pastrami sandwich or went no, down she, she passed out on the she toilet out. in the bathroom that's right at yes. the house and howard had to break down the door to get her out <laughs> and he couldn't break and he couldn't down. break down the door because she because she fell up against the door <laughs> And oddly, oh, yeah. and oddly enough, too, I just realized this of all the moms of all the characters, Penny's mom, Katie Seagal. That's right. Who we just mentioned as Peggy Bundy. And what a more fitting. It could not have been more fitting person to be Penny's mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy. I think. The, I oh, no, we saw the moms of all the characters because we saw Raj's mom, too. Yes. Yeah. So yes. we did. We did get to meet all the moms of all the characters, and they were all awesome. I mean, you know, Leonard's mom was very, you know, what cold and unfeeling. Chris, you had Christine Baranski was is so was so good in that role. Yes, and then for her little thing with Sheldon, oh, that it, it just 
it was perfect. Yeah. I, I, they could have done it more perfectly. And uh, who was who else was there? There was Lori Metcalf, right? Lori Metcalf is, is Sheldon's mom. Yep. Yep. And she's perfect. And when the two of them, when Christine Baranski and Lori Metcalf got together, like it was the woman of science and the woman of extreme faith. Faith, yep. And it was just like their button heads, like read a book, woman. When God <laughs> writes another one, I will. Like it's it's so ridiculous, but it was so much fun. It's good, good stuff. Oh wow, this is great. This is this is a good list. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, good. Uh, but that leads into our top two. So uh, wh- who do you got for number two? Okay, so I'm going back again to. Uh, being a kid, um, one of the shows I used to watch a lot and I loved very dearly. Um, so uh, my n- number two is Angela Bauer, who is Judith Light from Who's the Boss? Oh, Who's the Boss? Yes. Yes. The so, moment you said Angela Bauer, I'm like, I know that name. Mm-hmm. And then when you said Judith Light, I was like, yep, it's Who's the Boss. Okay. I know. Yeah, think about it. You have this mom who's a professional working mom, which, you know, in the 80s, you're, you're starting to see working girl come up and she's a, a powerful executive. And so she hires what uh, a, a Brooklyn kind of what, he was a baseball player or a boxer. He was a boxer and he was the maid. And basically, and he had a daughter who he was raising on his own. And so she was the mother figure to Samantha, you know, and <laughs> which, is, which is Alyssa Milano. So yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of like the dynamic they had going there. And then when they fell in love and um, you know, I, I forget that the son was Danny, I think. Right. Or no, that was Danny Pinto or I, I forget his name, but um but yeah, they had the son as well. It was her son from a different marriage, but they, it was a kind of a blended family and they did, they made it work. And um, yeah, there were kind of issues where it was kind of almost like a reserve, re- reverse kind of stereotype, sexual stereotype where, you know, here she is the breadwinner and uh, you know, here's Tony home cooking, you know, dinner and cleaning up the house and everything. I just, I just thought it was great. And then she would give advice to Alyssa Milano or Samantha and kind of <laughs> that Tony couldn't give or in part. So that made her in my mind, like a great mother. No, I agree with you as well. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in essence, that show kind of had two great moms because you also had Mona, Yeah, <laughs> you know, which was, which was Angela's the, mother, the cougar uh, or the, 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 not cougar, the lioness. I don't even know what you could call her. The, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even know at that point. <laughs> I think Jaguar is the right term, actually. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. But no, that's a that's a great choice. And uh Danny Pintaro. Yes, thank you. Was was the son. Yes. Um, man, and that's a show that I have not seen in a long time, probably since it aired, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But I've seen so many other shows reference it. Like, I don't know if you've watched Community at all. Uh, little bits and pieces of it, I have. But there, there's a whole episode where Abed goes through a film class and the title of the class is Who's the Boss? And it's <laughs> literally the entire class is supposed to be a deep dive and discussion into who was really the boss, whether it was um, um, Tony or Angela or Mona. Like It was a deep dive into that. And Abed comes in on the first day. He's like, it's Angela. <laughs> and the teacher's like, well, I guess class dismissed. And he's, yeah. like, and he's like, no, it's a lot deeper than that. And he tells Abed that if like, if you really feel that confident, you can come in tomorrow and teach the class. And he comes in the next day and he gives the whole rundown of how Angela is the boss. And the teacher's just like, class dismissed. <laughs> and and that's it. And the class never happens again. <laughs> that's awesome. No, but yeah, I think that, that one, I 
because I was really, you know, my parents were either always out or working or doing whatever. So it was kind of me by myself, a gen, uh, latchkey kid. So I was just watching TV and those shows kind of really between that, what was it uh, like growing pains and family ties and all that stuff. Like the, I live for that stuff. I loved yeah. it. So yeah, they were the, they were the ideal family that I never kind of had, you know, and everything like that. So it was, you know, it was kind of cool to see all that stuff. Yeah, no. And I, I agree. And that's a great choice for, for number two. And it kind of actually, the way you just said, like, that's the ideal family that you would like to have kind of leads into to my number two, because I'll be honest, my number one and my number two are incredibly close. Like okay. it, I could have swapped them and it would have worked either way. But the way that you just said that my number two, I'm glad it is my number two, um, because my number two mom is a mom that is identical to what you just said. She comes from a family that would have been my ideal family if I could have had any family like it's this is the family I would have liked to have had. Mm. My number two is Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Ah, very, very good. Very because good. Tim and Jill were to me not only the parents I would have loved to have had, but they are also still to this day the parents I would like to be. Yeah. Because they're the kind that like they're there for their kids, they're there for each other but they have fun. Like they poke fun at each other, not in the same way that Al and Peggy do to, to Kelly and, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're, they prank each other at Halloween, you know, but they're tough on their kids. Like when, when Randy, when they discover Randy's pot, like yes. they're, they're tough on their kids, but they, they, they love them dearly and they just have fun with them as right. well as with each other. Yeah. And like Jill Taylor to me again, could have easily been my number one. Yeah. Because like I said, they, Tim and Jill are to me, the ideal family. Like they are who I hope I become when the day comes that I get married. Yeah. Well, they had, and you have to figure too, they had three completely different sons. You had, I guess what JTT, who was kind of like the pretty boy, Mr. Like, you know, smart, studious kind of. Well, and and that's the thing. Like he wasn't even the pretty boy of the three sons. Like, right. Right. You know, you had Randy, uh, which was JTT. You mm-hmm. had Mark, who was the youngest, who kind of felt like goth. outcast and went goth for a while. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, my God, why can't I think of the third? I Sunday? can't. Do, and he was like, he was like a bully. Was he a bully or no? He was. In no, sports. but he, he was the he jock. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he was more the pretty boy. Like he had a ponytail at one point. That's right. Mark, Randy. And why can't I think of his name? Yeah, I know. <laughs> as much as I love that show, I don't know why. Now it's going to bother me. You got to Google it now. I got to, Yeah. And now I have to, and it's going to, as I know, as soon as I see it, I'm going to be mad that I didn't know it. Mark, I'm too. <laughs> Mark, Randy, and Brad. Brad. Damn it. Yep. Yeah. Zachary Ty Ryan was Brad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they were, they were a great representative of kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, it was the family that, kind of we all wish we had mom and dad you know together you know and here they are loving the three sons and kind of making everything work um yeah there are things there are definitely a few curveballs here and there but they were kind of always that constant norm you know yeah and i'm I'm still like i'd actually love to have i've been trying to to talk to tim for a while and even patricia richardson because there was a rumor for a time there's an episode of of home improvements in some of the later seasons where uh, Jill has to have a hysterectomy. 
Hmm. And they go when she goes into surgery, the episode ends with them saying there were complications to the surgery. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She she goes in for some kind of surgery and due to the complication of the surgery, they have to give her a hysterectomy, which Uh, leads into some issues with her dealing with that, dealing with early menopause and such. Mm-hmm. But I heard a rumor that there was actually a time where there was, they were planning on killing her off. Really? And making Tim a single father, which wow. I'm really glad they did not. Go yeah. Wow. That would have really changed the dynamic of the show. Yeah. That would have been almost like Archie Bunker's place. Like if yeah. you're like kind of really going down that road where they yeah, kill when, off Edith. When they kill off Edith. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which, which still breaks my heart. I'll, every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll watch that clip. Wow! Of Archie, like yeah. dealing with with Edith's death. Yeah, death. That was that was pretty hardcore too. Yeah, I mean, but no, that that I think that's that's a great pick. That really is. I think, and you kind of you took my number one. So yeah, I, had, I, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, was it Mrs. Wallowitz? It was Mrs. Wallowitz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, she would what make him sandwiches. She would kind of do everything for him, and she just she loved him to death and you know he kind of grew up without a father and um basically he he was her she he was her world i guess right no wait am i saying it right he uh, he was her world he was her world yes yeah and so yeah basically the the, the sun revolved around him and she would do anything and uh to appease make him happy and you know here he's got he's got his own room i'm sure he's living rent free and you know of course there's trade-offs where she he probably has to rub her feet or i think he he had to do some like some massage her kind of, he had to put lotion on her back and yeah yeah because yeah, there's the one the one episode where he has the estrogen cream that he has yes. to, he has to put on her back and he asks bernadette to get her more and she's like how did you go through this already he's like well it's, the doctor didn't anticipate the square footage <laughs> of my mother's back um but i mean yeah but at the same time too like mrs wallowitz in her eyes howard never grew up into into right. a man which could kind of be an issue but it became more a comic relief issue like anytime the school called or anytime somebody called to see if Howard was at work, she always said he was at school. Yeah. Like it wasn't work. It was school, mm-hmm. um, which he worked at a school. So it was still kind of fair. And anytime- when he went out, when he went off to space, he would, uh, you know, she didn't like that. I, th- she was vehemently get, she was against, oh, she it, was right? against it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, very protective and that's her baby. So yeah, I could understand why. And in earlier episodes, anytime Leonard or Sheldon would come over, she always asked to make them like milk and cookies. Yes. <laughs> is your friend is your friend sleeping over? <laughs> so, I mean, it got a little sad towards the like towards the end because you could tell she was very lonely, especially with Howard living with Bernadette and, oh, yeah. and such. But I mean, and then she had uh, what's his name? Stuart. And Stuart, Stuart lived became, with her for a while. Yep. Stuart became a love interest. And then Howard got jealous and. Yeah, it was that was a whole another play and dynamic that was awesome how they how they kind of went about it. So yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a love interest in an unorthodox way. Like they right. weren't romantic and intimate, right? But they were companions to one another. Like Howard, yes. like um, not Howard. Um, you mentioned his name. Why can't I think of um, Stuart? Um, Stuart, yeah. Stuart and Mrs. Wallowitz became companions to one mm-hmm. another because. Howard had moved out, so she was lonely. Howard has been 
single most of his life. So he was lonely. So when they moved in and he became her caretaker for a while, they just became companions. And Howard didn't exactly like that for a while. Yeah. And I think then she, they became, and she paid for Stuart to, for the comic store, to right? Reopen the comic book store. Yeah. And, and, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Mrs. Wallowitz is a good choice for number one, too. So I apologize for taking that one, but I'm glad we're on the same page. It was on your list. (laughs) Uh, Which I think leads me to my number one. Mm. Again, could have easily been my number two, could have been flip flopped with Jill Taylor, but just a mother that I absolutely adore because more than anything else, I think she is hysterical. I went with Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. Ah, yeah, yeah. I can now, see it. Red would also be in my top five list of TV dads mm-hmm. because, like, just the fact that he he constantly called Foreman a dumbass. He called everybody <laughs> a dumbass. Yeah, but Kitty was always more like she loved Red, but mm-hmm. when it came time between Red or Eric, she usually chose Eric's side. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. like she, she, she in front of red would agree with red, but the moment red left the room, mm-hmm. she backed Eric and yep. or Donna or any of the other kids. Yeah. And that was another thing that I feel like makes her a great mom was because she was, yes, she was, she, she had, she was Eric's mother mm-hmm. by blood, but she was also Kelso's mom. She was da- like, you know, she was the mom of all of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, by just by 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 proxy, because they were always there and they were Eric's friends. Yeah. And that's kind of how I grew up, too, is that, you know, I grew up with friends where my friends' moms always told me to call them mom. Mm-hmm. My friends called my mom mom. Yeah. You know, so just that dynamic with Kitty kind of it, it's kind of reflective as to how I, I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. one of those reasons why I kind of I feel like Kitty is is has to be, like I said, towards the top of this list. Absolutely. And and now are they so I know they're doing the remake, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know that the main cast is basically coming back. But I, they haven't even talked. Are the parents like too old? Or are they like, no, they're there. OK, they, okay. they actually Netflix actually just shared an image of Red and Kitty not okay. too long ago and their kitchen hasn't changed <laughs> it's it's the i think it's like the 90s now right in the show i think it's that that 90s show yes yes but it shows kitty and red sitting at the, their kitchen table and their table hasn't changed in like 30 years <laughs> which i think is hysterical that, that's awesome but i think it's I, also I very fitting yes so, and i think it'll be great to see kelso and uh and um oh, what's her name mila kunis yes mila kunis I can't remember together. her character either. Yeah, I don't remember. It, I don't it's remember. actually been a while since I've seen the show, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think out of the entire main cast, I think the only one not returning for obvious reasons is Danny Masterson. Yeah. It's yeah. Hyde. But I mean, Hyde, you could very easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was he was like a stoner and a pothead. Like you can just say he's in prison. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's it's easy to write him off. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so. But no, those are all five, man. Those are great on both of our parts. Uh, Ordinarily, we take a break at this point uh, to hear from some sponsors. uh, But since we don't have any feedback this week to read on the podcast, we're going to forego the break and we're going to go right into the honorable mentions. Uh, So do you have any 
honorable mentions. And these are ones we can just mention real quick. We don't have to go into like deep discussions like we did mm-hmm. in the top five. Uh, if you have any, we can we can kind of just go back and forth and name kind of some honorable mentions of some moms we want to make mention of. Yeah, I mean, I, I have three. Um, I, I had four. I thought about it, but now I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> I, I, I had three. Um, I, I guess number three in that list was I have March Simpson. March Simpson is in my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. You know, to put up with Homer and, you know, to have Bart, like, again, she's dealing with all these different personalities and she kind of, she's the glue that keeps everyone together and um, kind of is kind of the moral fiber of the whole group, you know? So I think she's great. And I I love when she gets with her sisters, Selma and Patty, Marge, please, please speak to Marge. You know, I I love them. (laughs) And she's also dealing with kids that never age. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they never get out of elementary school. No, never. <laughs> Bart's always in detention. And, yeah, yeah, he's always getting. In trouble. <laughs> uh, one of my honorable mentions I had to make mention of is Claire Huxtable from the Cosby Show. I almost, I almost <laughs> did it, but I didn't know if that was going to be a taboo thing because of Bill Cosby. So I wasn't. I, yeah. I think it's fine. I mean, I, like, look, don't get me wrong. I think the the dealings with bill cosby is is a sensitive topic but i'm somebody who's usually always been able to separate the mm-hmm. the projects from the person like yes. i know there are people who aren't fans of tom cruise because of scientology but me i i can't wait for top gun oh my god I, yeah i love the mission impossible movies like same mm-hmm. i can separate it and you know when it comes to to bill cosby like yes it's a little taboo to talk about it but the cosby show is still very near and dear to my heart Yes. I mean, every Thursday night. It's still fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you like you, you waited for whenever they had like the dance, kind of like their little music. Oh, the anniversary dances. Yes. 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 They were great. Yes. And then, you know, uh, whenever I saw, I saw her next, what was it? I guess it was Creed, right? She was in Creed. Yes. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's Creed's mom. So I saw her, I'm like, oh, it's Claire, you know, but you know, (laughs) But hey, she's she. You got to figure in that show broke down stereotypes because here we have, you know, Claire is a lawyer. You have Cliff Huxtable. He's a doctor. So they're living like in this nice brownstone and everything like that. And you know, they 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 did well. And yeah. and they they were grounded. They treated their kids. They weren't didn't spoil them. They were tough and. Yeah, Claire. And, Claire and totally has one. And Claire was another no nonsense mom when her kids mm-hmm. did something wrong. She she smacked the ruler, man. Yes, she did. She, she yes, came she did. down like thunder. Mm-hmm. She uh, had a smile, as you know, and then switch it right yep, to like it was straight. Fl- yep. You're right. It's a flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one on your list? Um, so I have uh, Betty Rubble. Um, Betty <laughs> Rubble. Nice. So, so Betty Rubble. And, you know, I always think of the term, oh, she, you know, she's a Betty. You know, growing up in the 90s, it's Betty Rubble, you know, because at least that was my take, you know when you call someone a Betty that beautiful or whatever. Um, I guess that was my take on it, but you know, (laughs) Betty, you know, here, Betty had a doofy husband and, you know, she kind of put up with stuff. She had an uber strong kid and um, you know, she was friends with Wilma and you couldn't ask for a better neighbor. And, you know, as for her mom, yeah, I like Betty, you know, she brunette. I'll take her. I I was more into Betty than Wilma too. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Wilma is a, is another good mom in her own right, but I was I was more into Betty than Wilma too. And that little laugh she did. <laughs> yeah, the little chuckle. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, another one on my honorable mentions. Uh, I went with Morticia Adams from the Adams family. Uh, again, unorthodox, but 
I know so many people who look at Morticia and Gomez as relationship goals. Yeah. It's, it's a dark relationship, but like you've, I don't think there's ever been two characters who've shown more love for each other. Deeply in love. Yes. Than Morticia and Gomez. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And with their kids as well. Like they gave their kids whatever they wanted, not Mm -hmm. to the point of spoiling them, but they, they took care of them. And again, it was a dark relationship. Yes. But it was incredibly loving. Yes. And uh, yeah, Gomez loved her to death, man. You know, Academia, you know, I mean, and he, he, to, to, I guess his last, his dying breath or whatever, he'll always, that's his, Morticia is his wife. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. And, 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 and I know, like, I, I was just talking to some friends about this before. I know Oscar Isaac does the voice of Gomez in the Adams Family animated movie. I didn't know that. Forget that. I want to see Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams in a live action. That'd be cool. I, I want to see it. I, that I, that's a great casting choice. I think that would be fantastic. But then who would be Morticia? I don't know. Like, that's a good. I mean, how can you get any better than Angelica Houston? You can't. You can't. I, I mean, I think she was perfect casting for that role. But obviously, like, she's mm-hmm. I, I maybe Christina Ricci. Like, go from Wednesday to Morticia. That would that would make the most sense. I mean, she's pretty. I've seen her do a wide variety of stuff. Like you, you see her in yellow jackets. She's yeah. pretty, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think she could do it. I think that would be the best progression you could possibly do. Yeah. I, I'd be in for that one. Uh, so who is your, your final honorable mention? My final honorable mention is Wanda Maximoff. Cause that's just, a, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> because yeah. you, you know, she, and I have not seen Dr. Strange yet. Okay, so good. I was going to say yes. no, no Dr. Strange spoilers, <laughs> but you know, that show at first I had to say like that show WandaVision just broke, just, it was so groundbreaking with how it just kind of progressed through everything. And at, you know, with the first two episodes, I'm like, this show is going to be the worst show ever. And no, it wasn't. It, I think out of all the TV shows, I think it's the best one. I think um, she, you know, her love for vision, you know, a deep love. And then when they had their two children, um, basically that it, it set her over the edge when she lost them. I mean, she, her, these kids meant everything to her. And mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, here she is, they all have their special powers and they go about it and kind of do their own thing. I mean, it's just a great loving relationship and then a great mom she obviously loved those boys even though kind of they were plunked into a weird situation and kind of grew uh what every episode but um <laughs> she 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 was a great mom no that's a good choice and i don't like i didn't even consider that one and then the moment you said wanda my mind instantly went to maximoff and uh i know you haven't seen it yet but when you do get the chance to see dr strange in the mm-hmm. multiverse of madness you have to let me know Okay. Because okay. we we need to talk about it. Yeah, because she's fiercely protective of her children. Like, I mean, to the point where like it you didn't mess and she would like destroy a town if she could, or you know, just to save them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's oh, she literally mom. took over a town to keep like to create and keep her kids alive. Yes. You yeah. know. So yeah, but no, that's a great choice. I don't know why I'd even think about it. That's a good honorable mention. Cool. Um, I have a couple more. I'll run through them really, yeah, yeah. really quick. Uh, Joyce Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy's okay. mom. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another heartbreaking death when that actually happened. But yes. A very loving mom who was very protective, mm-hmm. uh, even once she found out that her her daughter was the Slayer. The Slayer. She was still, yeah. <laughs> she was still overly overly protective like a mom should be. Yeah. Uh, another Joyce, Joyce Bowers from Strange Indeed. Or Stranger Things. Stranger Things, okay. Stranger Deed is the podcast my friends do about Stranger Deed. Stranger gotcha. Things. Um, but no, Joyce Bowers from Stranger Things, again, yeah. refused to believe she had that mother's intuition, refused mm. to believe that her son was dead, and literally crossed over into another realm to find him. Yeah, yeah. And she would not give up. And she, people thought she was crazy, but she didn't care. Yeah, uh, but, yep. you know, so yeah, Joyce Bowers from Stranger Things. I just can't wait for that show to come back. This is Winona Ryder. I mean, Winona, yeah, back in the, you know, back in the back in the day, it's it's Winona Ryder. You know, Johnny Depp. Hey, he's got a tattoo. Winona. Well, he had Winona Forever, and it changed to Wino Forever. But he he loved Winona Ryder. So, yeah. yeah, how can you not? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my last one is kind of a twofer. Uh, I just went with Claire Dunphy and Gloria Delgado from Modern Family. Okay. Okay. Just because I think they were both, I mean, Gloria alone was hysterical, <laughs> you know, with her and Manny. And then eventually yeah. um, uh, their son that her and Ed O'Neill's character had, which I can't remember the son's name now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But Claire, again, also, I mean, Julie Bowen is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. From Happy Gilmore, Happy right? Happy Gilmore. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, but still gorgeous uh, as a mom and just her and Claire and Phil were were just constantly hysterical. Yes. And so. she's in uh, Hubie Halloween, too. Uh, when he did that thing that Adam Sandler did his Halloween movie. I haven't he, seen he, it. He brought her back in there. So she's a uh, love interest in there. Oh, I will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Any other honorable mentions or was that it for your list? I think that's it. I was I was gonna do uh was it Catelyn Stark? Um uh oh, Stark Mother Thrones? Yes, but I'm okay. like, nah, that's that's really that's really involved. And that's I mean if really if you go that route, you could also go Daenerys Targaryen because she was the mother of dragons. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you could go that route. True. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been a bad it, it wouldn't have been a bad job. That, that would have been a very hardcore kind of like in <laughs> a very in-depth uh, discussion. But yeah, I think after the Red Wedding, I kind of, I was like, no, no. <laughs> you know. Oh, wait, we're not spoilers. Oh, oh, we're well past spoiler okay. territory for Game of Thrones. Okay, good. <laughs> it, I give it, I, I give it like two to three years. If you're not caught up at that point, it's, and it's, we're well past that point. Good point. The Red Wedding. Yes. Um, cool. So now that we've gotten through that on the next episode of Wilhelm, uh, the next main episode anyway, we're going to be diving into the filmography of uh, George Clooney, uh, revealing our top five favorite films from his catalog. I know we had originally planned on doing this episode uh, back before I ended up having to take the unexpected break. But since we didn't get to it, we're going to do it in the next one. Uh, so that episode will drop two weeks from now on Monday, May 30th. Uh, but in the meantime, I've got some really great bonus episodes coming up, including conversations with Roger Clark and Rob Weedoff from the Red Dead Redemption games. Uh, they're going to be part of the Wilhelm Spotlight series and a film review of the upcoming Top Gun Maverick, which we mentioned earlier, because uh, I'm going to be attending an advanced screening of that later this week. So. Oh, man, you have to see it in IMAX. You, you have to see it in IMAX. It's, you know, it, you have to see it in the best possible theater that's around. You know, that's you cannot see it anywhere else because it won't do it justice. I don't know if the screening I'm going to is at an IMAX screen, but it doesn't mean I won't go see it again. Right. 
in an IMAX screen. And I'm incredibly excited because I, I will firmly admit I love Top Gun, the original, mm-hmm. but I do think some people overhype it. Like they make it out to be like this, this masterpiece of a movie. And it, it, it's really not. It's Iron just, Eagle is better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, my kid and I watched it the other day and we, 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 we discussed it. It was a in-depth discussion. Well, so. Sensei Lawrence likes Iron Eagle. So yes, that could, that could be the case. It could be right. I haven't <laughs> seen it in a while. Um, but from everything I've heard about this movie, they literally are saying like, this is a close to perfect movie. I've heard it too. And that's why they, they did not want it to come out in a small screen during the pandemic. It was only, it only had to be on the, the main yeah. big screen. So, I mean, and, and Kenny Loggins himself was on Rob Lowe's podcast a couple months ago. Uh, and he had an opportunity to see it back mm-hmm. at that point. Cause he said, danger zone is absolutely in the movie. Cause it's not a top gun. Yeah. Danger zone. Um, which he wrote for Top Gun. But even he said when he was on Rob's podcast, even he said it is it's it's incredible. Like it's he said the stunts alone, like the visuals alone are mind boggling. Oh. So oh, I I, like I'm incredibly excited for it. So once I get the chance to see that, I'm going to that um, that screening on the 18th. So um, which is the Wednesday after this this episode posts. So when you're hearing this, it's uh, that coming Wednesday. Uh, I will do a, the movie doesn't come out until Memorial day weekend. So it doesn't come out Mm -hmm. for another week and a half after the screening. So I'm going to do a, my review is going to be spoiler free. So nobody has to worry about any kind of spoilers, but I'm I'm definitely going to record a short something as a bonus episode of Wilhelm to let you know what I thought of the movie to let people hopefully encourage to get out the theaters to see it. So awesome. Uh, so what what about you? Anything you you kind of want to plug? Anything, any podcast you're listening to that you enjoy? Um, and I want you to give me a recommendation for just something right now you feel people should check out. Uh, Picard, Star Trek Picard. I just finished that. It's so good. So good. And then I guess I am waiting with bated breath for Obi-Wan. I, that is my favorite character in all canon. Please, God, Disney, do not mess this one up. I just... Ewan McGregor is he saved that whole prequel and he is by far the best Obi-Wan that there could be. So, and, and that's what the 27th, 27th and the release, they're dropping two, two episodes, two, two episodes. Yes. And so. I think you said you're staying up to watch them. Aren't Absolutely. You? Yes. <laughs> you're yeah. not even waiting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luckily we have Fridays off from work, so I'll have, I'll be prepping. I'll be, you know, pre-gaming and, We'll be good to go. So I I haven't done that for a while. I did that with WandaVision because WandaVision was so intriguing to me that I needed to know what was going to happen next. So every week throughout the run of WandaVision, I stayed up until 3 a.m. because we're on the East Coast. So it doesn't drop until 3 a.m. And I watched every single episode of WandaVision at 3 a.m. The day dropped. And And then I did it again, not for the entire run. But for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I stayed up for the finale. Okay. Because I wanted to see, spoiler, I wanted to see Sam don that suit. Because I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I don't want to wait until the morning. Like, it's already 1.30. I'll stay up an hour and a half. I I need to see Sam put that suit on. True. And it was right in the beginning of the episode. And I was so excited. Yeah. And I think mine was Loki. That was Loki. But WandaVision and Loki were my two... They were fantastic. I think they, the way they kind of introduced everything and kind of concepts of everything, I think it was very, they were 
two radically different shows. And I think it was just fantastically done. Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was, it was, it was eh. but those it, I two. Mean, look, those, those Marvel shows are subjective. They're very subjective. Different people right. are into different things. I, I've enjoyed them all, but they're, oh, yeah, absolutely. They're definitely some that are higher on my list. Like me personally, out of all the shows so far, including Moon Knight, which I mm-hmm. loved, mm-hmm. Hawkeye is my favorite. Really? See, I haven't, I watched the first two episodes, I think, and I just haven't had a chance to get and watch the following ones. I, so. I just liked it because it's incredibly grounded. I like, I, I, I love how they dealt with PTSD with, with Clint. Um, mm. I think Haley Atwell is an incredible addition to that, to that universe. Yes. Agreed. I just, uh, Hawkeye to me just really was more cohesive and put together not to say none of the other shows weren't, but that to me, that just stood out to me more. And Hawkeye still is my favorite. Yeah. But but I've loved them all. I've I've enjoyed all of the shows. And I know we've got coming up next month, we have Miss Marvel. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm looking I'm, forward to that one. I'm excited for that as well. But I'm excited for Obi-Wan too. Yes. I'm incredibly yeah. excited. Because the other show that I, I remember staying up to watch the finale for, and because I did, I went to bed with puffy eyes, uh, was the season finale of The Mandalorian. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. When, when we got Luke, that was yeah. When that X-wing shows up, like I, I, I cried. I had chills. It was every emotion. Yeah, you know, my I turned into a nine-year-old at that point, and it was probably the best moment uh, that Dave Filoni and um, John Favreau, and Favreau, could man, yeah, they yes. just need to handle everything Star Wars goes. Seriously, forward. honestly, just let them do everything. Yep. <laughs> Uh, cool. So anything you want to plug in addition or, or is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it. I think I'm good to go. All right, cool. I, um, I appreciate you, you know, giving me this opportunity. This was really enjoyable and thanks, Ben. I, yeah. And, and I hope you get to come back on. Cause I think this was a lot of fun and hopefully, yeah. you know, you for never having on a podcast, been on a podcast before you couldn't tell. Oh, thank you. You, man. you ran with the conversation and, and such. Um, so yeah, I, I hope to have you back on and I do. I hope you, you had a great time doing this. Absolutely. This was really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so uh, before I go, obviously, I want to encourage you guys to follow the show online. Facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Wilhelm pod. And if you have any ideas for the show or you want to be a guest at any point, uh, you can always email me directly. The Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. Uh, last but not least, if you enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on if they allow you to leave reviews. Uh, but uh, I think that's it. Mike, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Ben. This was this was awesome. I mean, great first experience and you know, you great guide. You guided me through everything. Thank you. And um, no, I'm really appreciative. This is really fun. I, I do hope I'm able to do, you know, uh, some in the future for you. You'll be so. back on. You'll be back awesome. on for sure. Uh, but with all that said, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part of the audience and thank you for all the support. But until next time, we'll see you on another episode of Wilhelm. Take care.